up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Trust Your Board Podcast. My name is Stephen Wright, joined by Mr. William Monroe. Will, how you doing? Steve, I'm doing well. We have finally made it to week one of the NFL. All the drafts here in the books, and we have um, just about 48 hours here from one we're recording until we have the first NFL kickoff. Yeah, yeah, big times. Um, a fun transition for us. We move out of mock drafts and into uh, waivers and start sit trade stuff. Um, so that's always a fun transition. That you know, you do so many mocks, it's it's fun to do something different for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, if you uh, if you're new to the show, uh, every Tuesday morning we'll have a, a waiver show coming out uh, where we'll touch on waivers for. What is it? Well, we do all the main positions, right? Quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. Yeah, and we, sometimes we throw in some like streaming defense options. Right, right, right. We talk. But I think it's usually yeah. those main ones. That's true. Yeah, we talk to streamers. As like well. if there's like a, a you know defense that is just you know, clearly a, a great option to bring up. Yep, and then on uh, Thursday morning, the start sit show comes out. Um, so we will do start sits, um, usually about 10 questions in total, uh, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and then, you know, a a tight end slash flex slash defense kind of section, um, as, as well as doing some dynasty and redraft trades, uh, which is what we're doing today. So, uh, if you have your start sit questions or trade questions, you know, hit us up on, uh, at trust your board on Twitter and we can, uh, plug them into the show best we can. Um, DM or just tag us in your tweet. Uh, so before we jump in, Will, um, we had our draft on Friday. Um, sure, people are somewhat curious. What did you? Uh, what's your like starting lineup look like, and, and what did you think of the draft? Yeah, I think it was it was a good draft as always. Um, Twelve teamers are always a little more difficult, I think. Somehow, I feel like I usually prefer 12-team, but I've definitely trended to have more 10-team leagues and 12-team leagues um, outside of like the dynasty leagues that we're in. So this is one of the few redraft 12-team leagues that I have, and definitely proves to be a little bit more difficult. I think people don't like their teams as much. Um, got off to a pretty good start, ended up getting a couple guys I don't love, but the, the value was there. Um, so looking at Russell Wilson as my quarterback, Darren Waller as my tight end, Broncos defense, uh, and then we've got Dalvin Cook, Brees Hall, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Raheem Mostert, Tyler Algier, Jamal Williams, and Ty Davis-Price for running back, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Pittman, Mari Cooper, Devonta Smith, and Devonta Parker at the receiver position. Yeah, for me, um, I, uh, I drafted out of the 11 spot. Um, and ended up going like, I don't want to call it zero RB because I grabbed a running back in the fifth round, I think. Mm. Um, but definitely waited on running back, which is terrifying. Um, but I do like the team. I also drafted DeAndre Hopkins, which I don't think I ever did in any mocks that we ever did. Um, but it just, it felt like I, you know, given that I went wide receiver heavy early that I could take the shot on him. Um, so we're looking at Trey Lance at quarterback. We're looking at Kyle Pitts at tight end. 
Um, back of the third round, pretty good value on uh, Pitts. And, and Andrews went back of the third, too. So quite good value on the, those two tight ends there for me and whoever else got them. Um, running backs, we ended up with Kareem Hunt, Chase Edmonds, uh, Daryl Henderson, J.D. McKissick, Khalil Herbert, and Jeff Wilson. Um, so for a late approach, pretty happy with that. And then wide receivers, we got Justin Jefferson, Stefan Diggs, Cortland Sutton, uh, D hop, and then some, uh, younger players in Kadarius, Tony and Garrett Wilson with the Rams on defense, Brian McManus as a kicker. So, uh, we will see, I would have liked a depth wide receiver, like a, a Robert Woods or a, a Marvin Jones, someone that is, you know, proven that I was going to catch the ball instead of my depth being largely just, uh, young player shots, but that's what the waiver wise Forbes who are, uh, Somebody will emerge that I could take a shot on. But uh, yeah, zero RB, quite interesting. Yeah, no, I, I kind of like that approach from a zero RB standpoint. I actually took a uh, took a little bit of a um, note out of your book there and ended up with a so, somewhat similar zero RB approach in my 10-team uh, live draft that I did just a day after you had that one. Yeah, it's solid. It was fun because right after you did your draft, I think there was reports of Chase Edmonds, you know, possibly getting 30 touches a game and stuff like that. And it's like, hey, yeah, I like <laughs> yeah. seeing that. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that'll work. Yeah, I saw some some hype of um, Pitts potentially being a, the, the tight end one, <laughs> this kind of stuff. I was like, hey, keep this keep this news flowing. I'm, I'm digging this. Yeah, your, your phone must have heard who you drafted and started just pumping <laughs> out all the news that adheres to you. Yeah, for real, for real. Well, I was digging it. Um, but yeah, that was our draft. Anything else you want to touch on before we jump into the uh, start sick questions? Uh, just a reminder here, beginning of the year, especially if we have any new listeners here. Um, when we get to the Thursday matchup here, make sure you get those guys in your starting lineup and out of the flex position. This one's going to be a pretty easy one for everyone to probably have those guys already in their starting lineup, but it just makes sense to have them in there uh, so that you're not locking that flexibility of the flex position into a Thursday player, you move them up, you know, even if it is moving Christian McCaffrey to your flex position and, you know, when it came acres into your starting lineup, it's no disrespect to CMC, but it just gives your team a little bit more flexibility. Yeah, absolutely. We got some questions related to that uh, Thursday game that we'll get to probably three of them or something to that degree. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely be touching on that game. So good point, Will. With that said, let's go ahead and uh, jump into it, starting with the quarterbacks as we uh, traditionally do. Uh, we have the uh, – we're scraping the bottom of the barrel to start here, Will. Baker Mayfield versus the Browns, that revenge game, or Trevor Lawrence at Washington. Who do you want? Yeah, I do usually love a, a good revenge game. Um, and I'll say at first I was going to say, Steve, you got a typo. Baker versus the Browns. Oh, we do man. that once in a while. <laughs> but that one is no longer a typo. That is actually yeah, correct. Know, no longer on the Browns. <laughs> yeah, it took me a moment because I was looking. When I looked up Baker, I actually looked for the Browns. Um, yeah. And then luckily, that's <laughs> just how it worked out. Um, it's worked yeah, out. Yeah, so it's, uh, it, it's kind of uh, weird to look at. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for me, this one's Trevor Lawrence. Uh, despite you know going on the road. Washington had a really good defense last year, and I still think they're going to have a good defense, but they're going to be missing Chase Young, the top pick, um, to start the year. And they they underwhelmed, I think, a little bit. I think they're going to take a step back a bit. So I like Trevor Lawrence taking that next step here in a second year. And 
Yeah, I think the Browns defense is really good. Um, you know, Baker maybe has some insights on them, but they probably have some insights on him. So I don't know that there's really a big advantage either one has for being former teammates. Um, so I, yeah, I just I like overall Trevor Lawrence over Baker Mayfield, and that kind of has the slight edge there, despite the home field. Uh, and just you know, easier matchup, I think, in Washington defense versus the Browns defense yeah that was kind of my thought too um although I probably stick with the good revenge game narrative with Baker and just roll with Baker and see what happens um but like you know all all the points you said rushed through my head too Baker's got the tougher matchup I mean Lawrence has got to go up against like Chase Young and you know Washington's had a, a good defense the past few years or not last year they skipped a year in there somewhere I forget which one but um, yeah, I mean they've had good defense, especially with Chase Young. Yeah, you know, just the new traffic. But yeah, I just don't think they're going to be as good this year as they have been in past yeah, years. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'll stick with the revenge game narrative with with Baker, but I have no problem with Lawrence. Well, I have a problem with Lawrence here, <laughs> but straight up between <laughs> the two of them, I have no problem with Lawrence. This one maybe will be a little bit more difficult for you, Steve. Matt Stafford, one of our favorite quarterbacks, going back for years here. Um, here on Thursday against the Bills or Derek Carr in L.A. I believe that's a Sunday game. Yeah, this one is quite difficult. Um, both of these games have shootout potential. Um, maybe more so the Raiders game because the Bills and the Rams both have really good defenses. Um, and, and Chargers and, and Raiders are probably more closer to the middle. Um, but both shootout potential, I think. As much as I, it scares me to say it. I think I lean Carr. You know, he's got the Sunday matchup, so a little bit more prep time. Um, not that that matters too much in Week One, but still, Thursday games could be kind of weird. Um, so Carr, he's got the you know the shiny new weapon with Devontae Adams. I kind of want to see how that plays out. Meanwhile, Stafford on the flip side, there's you know a lot of this elbow stuff going on. I just want to see what happens Week One. Um, it is concerning that he took like a whole off season off and it's still, you know, the problem just reemerged again as soon as he came back. So I just want to see a game out of Stafford first before I start trusting him. Um, and then, you know, as long as he looks fine, everything will be fine moving forward. But for now I'll uh, stay away from the injury risk. I'll go with Carr. How about you? Yeah, this one is really close for me is to, uh, you know, probably almost call it a toss up. Um, I think he's maybe more overall upside just because of the shootout potential you mentioned with Carr and, and the Chargers. But I do think, despite both defenses being really good, you know, you could see some fireworks on Thursday night. You know, everyone's juiced up here for the first game. Uh, but the Bills' defense is pretty good. It, it, you know, one thing you can say is it is a home game for LA uh, versus a road game for Carr. But overall, I think probably probably lean with Derek Carr. Just here in week one, like you said, you know, both players have some new weapons, Allen Robinson and, and uh, Mr. Adams there. But yeah, I think I lean Derek Carr as well. It's tough to pass on Stafford, though. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. Uh, next one, Will. Try to put your biases aside here. We got Jared Goff versus your Eagles or uh, Daniel Jones at Tennessee. Yeah, don't love either of these. Hoping that this is a super flex uh, question for somebody because I definitely have both of these guys out of my top twelve, probably you know beyond that into like the twenties. Um, I'd lean Jones because of the matchup, uh, and and I think it's a new offense, so 
I think they're, you know, you could see some new wrinkles that a lot of teams maybe aren't familiar with, especially for this personnel. You've got Wondell Robinson there, uh, as well as Kadarius Tony. So, so, so some dynamic weapons. Barkley should be healthy. So I think I'd lean that over Detroit's offense. You, you don't really have a lot of new options there. Jamison Williams, the big first-round pick, was injured, so he's not going to start the year. Gamon Ross still going to be good. Trisha Hawkinson, you still have some decent weapons. I just don't love the, the full upside of Goff. So I'd lean Daniel Jones, another tight one, another one. As I mentioned, I'm hoping this is someone's super flex question because do not think you're in good shape if you're deciding between these two here for your starting quarterback. Yeah, this is an extra tough one because it's week one. Like I feel like it feels week eight and you had a, like a, a – a better handle on where everyone was playing, I can make the case of, well, if you look at the matchups and think you're going to win comfortably, go with Goff, because he's not going to throw four interceptions and blow the game. Um, or if you look like you're the underdog, go with Daniel Jones, because he has higher upside. You know, as if projections aren't hard enough to rely on anyway, you know, weeks one through three, and especially one, they, you can't be relied on at all. So you're kind of stuck. Um, but from what I've heard, Goff has had a good off season. Um, I know they were liking him on hard knocks a little bit. Um, yeah, I got the hard knocks. Yeah, he does get a little bit of boost there, but I'm with you. Daniel Jones represents more upside to me, um, more risk as well. Um, but for now, week one, when you, when you really don't know anything, <laughs> I will, uh, I'll take that mm-hmm. shot on who I think has a better upside. So I'll go Daniel Jones. All right. That wraps up the quarterbacks for us here. Uh, we're actually going to move on to the running back position, Steve. First one here is a uh, full PPR. We've got Ramondre Stevenson in Miami or Daryl Henderson to, on Thursday night at home versus the Bills. Yeah, this one is uh, interesting because you've you got two timeshares potentially. You don't know. like They, they could both be 50-50 splits. Um, both of these guys could be the guy, both of these could be, you know, the second fiddle. You really don't know for either of them. Um, Henderson, I think has a tougher matchup. He's got the Thursday game and, uh, given it, it's full PPR. Stevenson's been talked up a little bit as for his pass catching. So I think I'll lean his way. Um, easier matchup, uh, a team that probably wants to run more than they pass, which I mean, could be the case for the Rams this year, depending on, you know, Stafford's elbow, remains to be seen um but i will uh i'll stick with stevenson here how about you yeah uh it's, it's i think like you said the the pass catching probably leans a little more towards stevenson but henderson you know isn't a slouch um part of me just went you know i think it's pretty close both rb2s on their teams you know both you know so a little uncertainty on what the split's going to be between those top two um so either one i think could end up being the top running back you know, on the day for their team. And part of me wants to just go with that Thursday game, get it out of the way. You'll know what you have. But I do think just in a vacuum, I probably lean Stevenson here. As I think you'll probably get more touches in total with Stevenson because I think they're going to run the ball a lot. We'll see how good Miami is, but we do know already how good the Bills are. So it's better, you know, more likely that I think it's, I guess it could be a close game either way because both offenses there Thursday are supposed to be good. So it's tight. I, I wouldn't mind going Henderson on Thursday, but, you know, in a neutral, you know, neutral site here, uh, Stevenson probably be the pick. Okay. Uh, next one's kind of fun. Half point PPR. 
Uh, we got Kareem Hunt at Carolina, and then we got Melvin Gordon at Seattle. Yeah, this one is interesting. Another, and we I think this is kind of common early on here, is going with players that are the RB2 or expected RB2 on their teams. Um, it's both teams on the road here. Kareem Hunt will get his carries, you know that. Yeah, it's probably going to be maybe a 60-40 split there. Um, and probably going to be a fairly close game. Uh, whereas I think you could see the um, see the Denver-Seattle game getting uh, a little out of hand early. And you could see some more rushing attempts there at the end. Um, so I think I lean Melvin in that aspect. Um, Hunt maybe catches a few more passes. But but Melvin's not bad at that either. Uh, so I, I lean Melvin just for the upside of, of the them going up early uh, and maybe resting Javante a little bit as I think they want to use him for the length of the season. And maybe he can get a lot more work out of Melvin there in the second half. But another one that's pretty close between the two. What about you, Steve? Yeah, I agree. Um, I think the scoring format does hunt, hunt a little bit here. Instead of full PPR, it's half point, and you know he's that pass catching specialist. Like you said, Melvin can do it, but Hunt is there to catch passes. Um, and I'm with you on the, the the answer at the end of the day. I think I'm going Melvin Gordon. You would expect Denver to smash Seattle, and uh, in a situation like that, you you think you're probably relying on Gordon a fair bit. Um, it is potentially the riskier play because. Uh, we don't know what that split with him and Javante is going to be. You know, there's some talk of it being close to 50, 50. There's some close to, you know, 70, 30, if it ends up 70, 30 and, you know, the game doesn't end up being, you know, a squash or it's just, you know, Russ doing everything in a revenge fashion. It could be really bad for Gordon where I don't see where it's going to be that bad for hunt. Um, unless Brissett just does not pass to the running back. Um, <clears throat> so a riskier pick, but I'm with you. I'm taking uh Melvin Gordon as well. All right. Wraps up the running back position for us here. We move now on to wide receiver. Uh, we've got full PPR Juju Smith-Schuster at Arizona or Devonta Smith at Detroit, both on the road. Oh, boy. I um, I don't like this. I, I don't want to rely on a Juju or MVS week one. I'd, I'd really like to see what it looks like. Um, mm. but at the same time, you know, Devonta Smith's been out a lot. Um, uh, you don't know what that new York or the new look Eagles offense is going to look like. Um, so it's tough. I'm, I probably would go Juju, I guess. Cause at least he has a shot at being the one for his team or Devonta doesn't. Um, but it's really close. And if you ask me tomorrow, I might have a different answer for you. What about you? What do you think? Yeah, I, I think there's a, a clear like upside and safety. I think you know Juju could be the clear number one, and maybe you get ten targets. He scores a touchdown, and he looks like you know the top guy. But you also could have him, you know, not be the top guy, and you have some of these other receivers step up. Whereas I think you know Devonta Smith's going to be the number three guy in targets on the team. Now, how much do they throw the ball? That's the question. Um, but you know he's going to get his targets. You, I imagine maybe five to six. You know, maybe you have twenty-five to thirty targets to pass around, and you're going to have AJ Brown with the bulk of them, and then Goddard and Smith. I think will be close on for second and third. 
So I think the safety play there is Devonta Smith. You know what you're, you know you're going to get the targets there, and you know I think uh, you know four for fifty is is a good baseline for him. If he gets in the end zone, great. Could get some more targets as well. Whereas Juju, you have the boom play. So I think it really is matchup dependent. Um, I probably lean Smith just because of the uncertainty there with Juju. But if you think you need a bigger play uh, out of that position, then I, you know, I wouldn't mind going with Juju. But I'll lean Smith here on, on the safer option. Speaking of uh, big plays, PPR, Hollywood Brown versus the Chiefs or Allen Robinson versus the Bills? Yeah, this one's pretty easy. I'm going with Hollywood. Um, I think, and there's something to be said once again about that Thursday game. You know, you'll know what you have with A Rob there on the Thursday matchup. But I think Hollywood is going to be great in in uh, in Arizona. He's the number one at least for the first six weeks, and we'll see what happens after that. But I love the matchup there, and what you know could be a pretty high scoring matchup between the Chiefs and the Cardinals. Um, I think both, you know, I think they probably tried to improve defenses, you know, but I don't think either of them are top 10. So I think you have a better chance of being a high scoring game. And I think, you know, Juju and Kyler having that familiarity is going to be really helpful to get off to a good start. Whereas, you know, A-Rob, you know, likely see his targets, but a little bit probably slower of a, you know, growing uh, connection between him and Stafford. When you already have the Breakfast Club going there with Cooper Cup and Stafford, you know Cup's going to get his. So I'll lean, uh, seen lean Hollywood pretty easily here. Yeah, same. Both have shootout potential. Um, both are new teams, which is usually a red flag. Um, like as you said, it's it's kind of slow, and sometimes it takes a full year for them to get used to each other. But Hollywood and Kyler playing with each other back in college, I think, uh, would help alleviate that. Um, and there's just fewer other options with Hopkins out where, you know, Alan Robinson's still got to compete with Cup. Um, uh, Pigby being there, the, the running backs you know, that Stafford's familiar with. And again, you have the whole elbow thing. So I'm with you. I'm sticking with uh, Hollywood there. Awesome. And our last uh, receiver-only choice, we've got half PPR, Rashad Bateman at the Jets and Elijah Moore at home versus the Ravens. So head-to-head matchup there as well. It is. It's head-to-head. Um it is, it's kind of tough. I mean, unless Bateman takes that step forward, you know, he's always had a solid floor. Well, not always. He kind of started falling off at the end of the year, but he had a good floor of getting six to eight targets every game. Um, Elijah Moore, probably more of the upside play. Um, but you don't know what Flacco is going to be like. You know, with all the injuries the Ravens defense had last year, you know they're going to be better. Um, so I think I would lean Bateman regardless of whether you felt you needed a, a floor or upside, uh, you know, and maybe the upside's there for him this year. We don't know, but uh, I'm sticking <clears> with him. I don't trust Flacco in the Jets yet. Yeah. Um, I am pretty in line with you there. I think it's Bateman pretty easily. It's just the better quarterback. Elijah Moore looks great. And I think there's going to be scenarios where you're confident starting him, especially here in the flex position, probably, but I would much rather go with Bateman. I think he's the clear number two target to end up, end up what should be a very good offense. Maybe not the highest passing volume offense, but you know, offense is going to move the ball and score a lot. Uh, you're going to have him down there in the red zone. You're going to have him catching a lot of intermediate passes. Whereas Elijah Moore, I think you're going to get the targets, but you're going to need probably some big plays because uh, I don't know that they're 
that the Jets are going to be scoring a ton, especially against a pretty good Ravens defense. So that one, yeah, it's tough, but I'll go Bateman here just because I think the offense is going to be pretty good. Solid. And like you said, that was our last uh, a wide receiver. We got two flex questions. I'm glad you're answering this first one uh, first, Will, because I don't like it. PPR, uh, Drake London in his debut versus Saints. Uh, Brees Hall in his debut versus the Ravens or MVS in his Chiefs debut at Arizona. Yeah, a lot of new faces and uh, some old faces in new places here. Um, yeah, I mean, it's clearly a flex plush and, uh, and probably not one people are thrilled to play, but... For me, I think you know, a lot of people are going to be starting Brees Hall, whether it's RB2, like myself in the uh, league where went with a uh, running back early but didn't get running back till fifth or sixth round. So he's going to be starting a lot of leagues. Drake London as well, I'm sure, is going to be wide receiver three, flex option, whereas MVS is more of a question mark. He's a guy like Juju that you're you know, possibly going to start, possibly not. So he's the first one I crossed out pretty easily. Then it comes down to Brees Hall and Drake London. I probably lean London slightly. I feel like I usually like to go with the running back position, but the Ravens are going to be a pretty good offense, or sorry, pretty good defense, uh, and having the offense there, it could force the Jets into passing. Um, that's why I think most people are going to pick the Ravens to win that game pretty easily. Whereas I think the, you know, the Saints are probably going to be favored there, but I, I think that even if they do go up early, I think that only helps London's effort, you know, with him and Pitts likely being the top housing options. But I I think Atlanta could be better than people are giving them credit for. You know, I, I don't think they're going to be a playoff team, but I think most people have them as like a bottom five or ten team. And I think their ceiling is maybe being a little, a little more middle of the pack, depending on how Mariota plays. So I'll take Drake London here in this first matchup. If you would have asked me a few days ago, I think I would have agreed. But I think I've changed my mind. Um, I'm with you. I'm off of MVS unless you want to take a moonshot. Like if you want somebody that's, you know, 100 yards and two touchdowns, it's MVS. Um, But I'm crossing him off first. I did like London a lot because I figured, well, you know, at the very least, he's definitely getting volume because he's one of like two pass catchers there. (laughs) So he's got to get... the the volume you know he could end up with Lattimore, that could be worrisome. Maybe Lattimore is on pits or just kind of moves around. Who knows? Um, from an injury perspective, they're still like hopeful that he's going to play, but it's not anything that's uh, like clear cut at this point, which is kind of worrisome. Um, and then you know, really something you said it was what changed my mind reading this question, and that's you know, Brees Hall against the Ravens. It could be kind of a blowout situation, and that just could lead to Brees Hall catching a lot of passes. And you have a you know an older guy in Flacco that's going to be dumping the ball off. You know you think you're you're Philip Rivers kind of deal where they, you know you're Eli Manning. You know very uh, very willing to dump the ball off. And if you're going to be dumping it off, imagine you're dumping it off to Brees Hall. Um, he is the riskier play because you know they could work him in. You know, might just be Michael Carter's yeah. backfield where London could be both of them. Yeah, it could be both where London again because he's there's so few options. Like he has to get the ball, you would think. Um, but I can see the game script being in his in, in Hall's favor, despite being you know the running back um, and with the London injury. 
And it's just got me kind of iffy. So I think I'm going to go with Hall. But I have no problem with London. Again, you know, I've swapped stances, but it doesn't mean I dislike London. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's definitely a tough one. I think Hall and London is pretty neck and neck. I will say I'm in a few leagues here, and, and I am starting Hall as my RB2 in one league, and London is my wide receiver three in another. Um, so definitely... Uh, we'll be playing them, and then I'm not def- not playing MVS anywhere. I don't know that I have MVS many places, but I'm not playing him anywhere. So money where my mouth is with Hull in London for sure. Uh, our last um, flex question here, though, we've got half PPR. Gabe Davis at the Rams on Thursday. Damian Pierce, everyone's darling here in fantasy draft season. Versus the Colts or AJ Dillon at Minnesota. This one's pretty easy for me, I think. Um, I'm crossing Pierce off first, and you know, while it's known that he's a starter, I do want to see what he can do before I rely on him. Um, like you said, fantasy darling, but you know, ask the people who started Darwin Thompson on the Chiefs a few years ago in his first game mm-hmm. after his hype off season and see how they, you know, see how they did week one. Um, so I'd rather see it. Yeah, a week. You gotta see it. Yeah. 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 For real. So, you know, I would, uh, I'd like to see it a week first in Pierce. Um, so then it comes down to Gabe and Dylan, um, in an absolute vacuum, I'm going to take AJ Dylan, you know, for the safety, uh, but he should still get plenty of work and has decent upside. But if you want to take a shot on sky high upside, obviously it's Gabe Davis, hundred yards, four touchdowns. Like he could do a lot. Um, but I'd rather, uh, for week one, let's go with, uh, Dylan and then we'll see what, uh, Gabe's role in the offense is. Yeah, I'm in line with you there. I think, you know, overall it's pretty close on paper for all of them, but, I like to see it with Pierce first, as you mentioned. Um, so I think it definitely is something that, you know, he could come out and look like the guy if we were all drafting. But you could see Rex Burkhead worked in, a couple of the other guys worked in, and, and the Colts defense is pretty good. You know, I think a lot of people are drafting them as, you know, maybe a top five-ish, top ten defense. Uh, a lot of, you'll see a lot of people draft them and want to start them here for the first couple of matchups they have this year. So I think that makes sense to me, trying to get, uh, you know, to, to, he would be the first one that I would move on from. And I think for me, the big one would be Gabe Davis. I think he's the start here, especially here on Monday, I'm sorry, on Thursday for like the first game of the year. You're good. I think you're going to see that offense with the ball will likely have Ramsey sticking digs. So you could see that open up a lot for Davis. Uh, Dylan, I definitely like the play there as well. I think we're going to see both of them as the likely guys that will be used. But, you know, I think you have a a better option of having Gabe Davis be the guy, uh, you know, that can get some big plays there. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take Gabe Davis. Okay, and uh, moving into the trade portion, we got two dynasty questions here to start. Will ten team PPR straight up Brees Hall or AJ Brown? Yeah, interesting to see. I think overall value wise, you got to take Brees Hall. You got to think the one hundred one AJ Brown probably doesn't get you the one hundred one pre draft, um, and you know even after the Hall went to the Bills, he was the consensus one hundred one. AJ Brown probably doesn't get you the one 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 straight up. I mean, maybe he does, but I think it's 
it's not it's not an easy kind of layup. So I'll take Brees Hall, uh, but it's it's definitely close. What about you? Yeah, I think I agree. It's it's pretty even. I would lean Hall as well, just you know, positional scarcity with the the running backs. Um, but you know, if you want to say, well, I got a proven thing in AJ Brown and an unproven thing in in Brees Hall, so I'm going to with Brown. I mean, I'd be okay with that. It's close enough to where I'd be fine with that. All right. So next up here, another dynasty trade. Uh, we've got PPR and a half point per carry, so slight difference there. We've got Zeke or Juju Smith-Schuster and a 23 second. Yes, another one. I, I think it's relatively even, um, but given it, it's point per carry, provided I'm a contender, I think I'd go with Zeke. Just because, you know, regardless of, of how good he's going to be, he should get plenty of carries and, and plenty of volume and and you know, that, that's going to be big in a point per carry league where Juju, you know, could be great, but still roll the dice. The second, you know, is a good add on, um, you know, swap Juju with somebody more reliable and known and we'd be, you know, having a different discussion. Uh, but for now, I'll stick with uh, Zeke there. What about you? Yeah, I'm in line with you there. I mean, it really comes down to what you think about Zeke. But even if I think you're down on Zeke and you think he's done, I think there's somebody out there that's going to give you more than a second in 23. Maybe it's another, maybe it's two seconds. Maybe it's a second and a better player. Uh, Juju doesn't do a ton for me. I know that there's upside there. If you're really high on Juju and really down on Zeke, maybe, but I think for me, I gotta, I gotta kind of, it, it takes a little while for me to kind of come to that decision. So uh, I'll take Zeke, I think uh, pretty easily on my end. Okay, moving into the world of redraft, uh, a 10-team half PPR. David Montgomery and Antonio Gibson or Nick Chubb and Adam Thielen? I think I take Chubb and Thielen here fairly easily. I like Chubb the best out of everyone. I think Gibson's got a little bit of a boost here with the injury um, to Brian Robinson, but I, I do think, you know, when obviously we have to see if he'll be fully healthy, but I do think if Brian Robinson get healthy, that's going to be a muddy backfield that I don't want a part of. So I think I like Thielen over Gibson. I do think Thielen's going to be solid, and I do think that you know Chubb is pretty handily ahead of Montgomery. So I will. Uh, I'll take. I'll take Nick Chubb and Thielen pretty easily. What about you? Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I'll take Chubb as the best player here. Um, if you want to say, you know, Chubb and Montgomery, I, I, I was going to say, if you want to say Chubb and Montgomery is a, a wash, I'd be okay with, but that's not really true. Like it's really Chubb, but if you just wash those two out, like I'd still take Thielen over Gibson. I, I just don't know what to make of Gibson. Um, he has a path now to being the one where it seemed like he was losing that job. We don't know for how long. Um, but even now, like, it doesn't seem like the team trusts him at all. Like, so I don't. I don't know what they're going to do with him. Like, I don't think McKissick's a guy where they're going to, you know, he's a great pass catcher, but are they going to, could they give him the one that, you know, the first and second down of work because they don't trust Gibson? I wouldn't think so, but man, how do you demote a dude to, you know, kick off in punts and then bring him back up as the one? And like, I don't know. That's a scary situation and I don't want any part of it. So I, I'm with you. I'll take Chubb and Thielen. Chubb and Thielen it is. All right. So two more. Redraft questions here for week one. 
got PPR, Damian Pierce, and Drake London, or Leonard Fournette? This is pretty easily Fournette for me. Um, you know, sole dude in the backfield there. Should be catching tons of passes. Um, you know, Pierce could be good. Again, fancy darling. Like the situation's there where he could be good, but it's a roll of the dice. And, and London, you know, he could have a fine season, but I wouldn't expect a Jefferson or Chase-like season from him, um, which is what you would probably need to make this an even trade for me. So I'm going Fournette. Yeah, I agree. I'm not the biggest Fournette fan, especially like draft when you when you're coming to the draft and you know guys around him. But Pierce and London aren't guys that are around him. You know, I get you're getting two, you know, middle of the you know draft guys for let's say a second round pick and a waiver claim. I'd rather have the top guy. Usually, that's the case in a two for one deal because it's not necessarily two for one. You're also getting you know, a Marvin Jones or, you know, a Eno Benjamin, you're getting to pick somebody up off the waivers as well as Fournette. So that's going to be the case here for me, uh, Leonard Fournette, pretty easily. Perfect. And our uh, final question of the episode, PPR, Christian McCaffrey or Najee and Amon Ross St. Brown? Yeah, um, I think, you know, on first look, I think it was McCaffrey pretty easily. I think, you know, as I think about it, it's definitely not a layup. I'll still go McCaffrey, especially because I think we're a little bit lower on Najee the most. You know, hey, he's fallen in a lot of drafts, and, and I think maybe the rest of public opinion has moved that direction as well. Amaraz, no slouch. I think it's, you know, good return, but I, I still, you know, I'm really high on CMC. I think he is going to be in line to have a potential. RB one season, uh, you know, do you think as long as he's not hurt, he'll be a top five RB? Whereas Nashi could be there, but I think you're probably looking at more of a back end RB one, you know, with the offense. Um, and Amaral's good, but uh, yeah, just not enough to make me pass on CMC. Yeah, agreed. I don't mind downgrading CMC to Nashi uh, to get an extra piece, but Amon Ra's not good enough of a piece for me to to pull the trigger. Um, I am expecting a pretty good year from him, but you do need to keep in mind, he blew up last year when there were no other options. Um, and you know, they, they've gotten healthier this year. So, you know, may, maybe he doesn't step up like you think he, he would, or, you know, maybe Jameson comes in at some point and, and starts, you know, stealing some work from him. So yeah, I'm with you. I will take CMC swap on raw or someone else and we can talk, but for now I'll stick with CMC. Perfect. So that wraps us up here for the first start sit and trade question show of the year. Keep an eye out early next week for the waiver show on Tuesday and another one of these shows on Thursday. And make sure you send over some of your start sit questions for next week to us. Um, looking to get some ones from people who are going to be listening here and then make sure we can make it as effective as it can for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. So enjoy a week one of football here. And uh, always remember, trust your board. <laughs>